Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday morning live devotion. So we're going to talk about faith today. So uh, I want to place some emphasis on the timing of faith. Faith is always now. Now faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. All right. So I want to take you to Romans chapter 4. Right. Now, we're, I'm going to read a little bit about Abraham. He says in verse 9, okay, let's read. I wanted to make it shorter, but now I'm making it longer. Okay, so <laughs> David congratulates the man and pronounces a blessing on him. Verse 6, on whom God credits righteousness apart from the works he does. Blessed, happy to be envied are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered up and completely buried. Blessed and happy to be envied is the person whose sin the Lord will take no account, nor reckon it against him. Is this blessing then meant only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before. He was circumcised. We know if you read Galatians chapter 3 that the promise came before uh, the, the covenant. The promise came before the law. So the law does not make the promise void that came before it. And Jesus was made righteous solely by faith in the promise. He received the mark of circumcision as a token of an evidence, a seal of the righteousness which he had by faith, while he was still uncircumcised. Faith, so, uh, so that he was to be made the father of all who truly believed through the circumcision, and thus have righteousness imputed to them and credited to their account. As well as that he be made the father of those circumcised persons who are not merely circumcised, but also walk in the way of faith, which our father Abraham had before this, he was circumcised. For the promise, of, uh, the promise to Abraham or his posterity that he should inherit the world did not come through observing the commands of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherence of the law who are to be heirs, then faith is made futile and empty of all meaning, and the promise of God is made void and annulled and has no power. For the law results in divine wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression of it either. Therefore, inheriting the promise uh, is uh, the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to the devotees and the adherents to the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who uh, is thus the father of us all. It is written, 
I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Okay, King James verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who uh, quickeneth the dead and calleth, calleth those things which be not as though they were. Okay. Right, so as though they were, don't worry too much about the tenses there. It's, uh, it's an expression like if I were a rich man. Uh, he calls the things that are not as though they were. With other words, he's speaking in the present tense of things that doesn't exist in the natural realm yet as if it already exists, yeah. as if it's already here. Yeah. All right. Okay, so which means speaking, calling it is part of faith. So faith works in the now season, but faith and hope work together. Okay, so just go back to Hebrews chapter 11. He says, oh, I mean Hebrews 1, sorry. Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. So there's things we do not see that we hope for. Now, Romans chapter 8 says, if we can just quickly go to Romans. For in this hope, verse 24, we were saved, but hope the object of which is seen is not hope. For how can one hope for what he already sees? But if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. Patience and composure. Okay, go back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. Okay. Hebrews 10 verse 36 says, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Okay, so you've got a promise. The promise all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. Okay, so now we've got a promise. So you, got patient, you need patience and endurance so that you may perform, so it's something that works through you, fully accomplish the will of God. I like what Mark Hankins, no, it's not Mark Hankins. It's uh, the Texan guy from... That's an Andrew Womack. He says, uh, no one does the will of God by accident. 
<laughs> no one does the will of God by accident. So he says, so that you may perform, fully accomplish the will of God. So what do you need for it? Steadfast patience, endurance. Okay? And thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Okay. Still a little while. The coming one will come and he will not delay. But the just shall live by faith. Okay. So blessed is the man whose sins are completely forgiven and buried. Blessed is the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from the works that he does. Okay. The just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction respecting man's relationship with God and divine things, holy fervor, born of faith, and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. We are not of those who draw back to eternal misery and are utterly destroyed, but we are of those who believe and through Jesus Christ, uh, on God through Jesus Christ and by faith preserve the soul. Now faith is the assurance the, of the things, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not yet see. Now this, but in the Amplified, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Okay. So faith shows you what the promise has inside of it. But the promise has existed before everything you see existed. The promise is the word of God. And by the word, everything was created. So the promise is in God. The promise is the promised Holy Spirit. The, inher the everlasting inheritance, the Holy Spirit. And in Him and out of Him comes all other things. So you need the Holy Spirit to see what is given, what is promised. Okay? You with me? All right. So what does the promise mean? The promise means that everything that God has and is has been given to you already in Christ. Faith in the now helps you to see what is promised that you do not see manifesting now yet. But when you speak, calling the things that are not as though they already existed. How can you do that? If you see by the Spirit what is promised. If you see by the Word what is promised. Every promise is yes and amen in Christ. So it is already yours. It is already given, but it is in the Spirit. It is in Christ. How do we get the reality of it? We call the things that are not as though they were. But he says you have need of patience and endurance so that you may accomplish the will of God and thus receive, carry away, enjoy to the full what is promised. So how do you receive? How do you carry away? How do you enjoy to the full? Patience, endurance. Oh, but that means I have to wait and suffer until it one day comes. Now you postpone it again. It's not what I'm saying. 
He's not saying you need to learn to wait and not have the thing until it comes. It's not what patience means. Okay, Galatians 5 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, temperance, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, or some translations says faith, self-control. Okay. So patience is a fruit of the Spirit. But the Spirit shows you the promise. Okay. So how does it work? You look in there and you call it as if, as if you already have it. If you can see it, you can have it. But it's not going to come if you're not going to say it. If you see it, say it, you'll have it. So he says, keep on seeing it. Keep on calling it, and you will have it. All right, Mark chapter 11. So if people lose hope, if people lose sight of what we have been given in Christ, all of us do this. When we lose sight of the spiritual, we only see what is around us in the natural. Okay? And if you only see what is around you in the natural, then you, be, you become responsive to what is around you in the natural. Instead of becoming responsive to what you see in the spirit to change the natural. Remember, he has given us authority to, to say something, to change something. Let us make man, let them have complete authority. All right. So if you're going to only see in the natural, then what you see now will keep on repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. Because what you see close to you, what you experienced, what you have experienced in the past will be in your mind, will be on your mouth. Okay? And it will keep on repeating and keep on repeating and keep on repeating until our mind is renewed so that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And how do we walk by faith? Well, we look to the things that we hope for, but we speak about it now before we get it. And when it manifests, we have a new reference. When it manifests, we can see this thing works. Okay, Holy Spirit, show me what is given. Show me, who am I? Show me, what have you given me? Show me, what do you want to do through me? Show me, what do you want to say to the church? Show me, what do you want to change on this earth? And when you start seeing and you start saying, you start seeing more and you start saying more. And you get into a rhythm where you walk by what you see in the Spirit, what is promised. And you are always a few steps ahead. You now begin to react already to the things that's not even in this realm yet. And that's what causes it to come. So you being, uh, you being okay with the fact that you live by faith and that you live by the unseen. That rest 
that it is fine to see something in the unseen and you know it will come. That's patience. Okay? So patience, because it's a fruit of the Spirit, speeds up the process. Because it says you are in need of patience so that you may completely accomplish the will of God, so that you may receive carry away, enjoy to the full. So the patience brings the manifestation. The patience is, I see what the Spirit says, I'm okay with it, that I don't see it right now, but I am going to see it here. And so I'm speaking, I see it there in the Spirit. I'm calling it to my life right now. From now on, this is how it's going to be. So now you can start saying things, you can start proclaiming things, you can start speaking over things, speaking over your finances. See what the Spirit of God says over your finances. See in the Spirit, what, what does the Word say about your health? And say that. Say what God says about your bank balance. Say what God says about your empty garage. <laughs> say what God says about your character flaw. Say what God says about your past. Say what God says about all of that. Okay? That is how change comes. Change comes when we take the word of God, we meditate on it, we think on it, and we see it. And when we see it, we start saying it and confessing it. All right. So Mark chapter 11 says, Remember now Jesus just cursed the fig tree? And the fig tree withered up. He went to the temple, cleansed the temple, threw the tables of the money changes over, and then he got back. And Peter saw that the tree was withered up. Verse 21, verse 22, Jesus replying said to them, have faith in God. All right. So what did Jesus say to the tree? No one will ever eat of you again. So they left when they got back, withered up. No one ever ate from that tree again. <laughs> so he called the, the withered tree that were not as though it already were. <laughs> and when they saw it again, it was withered. So it is first something you see. Jesus says, I only see, I only do what I see my father doing. So Jesus walked by faith. I only say what I hear him say. So Jesus spoke by faith. Okay, so he says, verse 23, Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Okay, now verse 24. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is is granted to you and you will get it okay not believe that god will hear my prayer and he will change his mind and he will grant it to me no believe that it is granted how can you believe that it is granted see what the word says what is promised to you what is rightfully your inheritance remember the word of of uh, his grace uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, I commit you to God, entrust you to God, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance. 
the word of his grace tells you what is in the grace of God. It tells you what has been given to you. Now, when you look to the word of his grace, we see what grace has been given to us. Romans 5 verse 1 says, since we have been justified by faith, let us uh, uh, accept the fact that we have peace with God. And that we have access by faith into this grace in which we firmly and safely stand. Amplified Romans 5 verse 1. So when we look to what the grace is that is promised us, and we add faith to the grace, uh, and you, you know that even if you don't experience it now, you speak as if it's already there. It's not fake it till you make it. You see something real. You see it in the scriptures, and you just believe it as it's there. And it will start coming to your life. Start coming to your life. So that's the patience. Trusting God that what he said will come to my life. All right? So faith is the substance of things hoped for. The thing hoped for does not have substance yet. It's in the unseen. But it takes on form and substance and comes to your life it's drawn to you as you call it by words of faith all right so with your words you create your reality of tomorrow so if your words and your thoughts are only going to reflect on what where you were yesterday then you will take yesterday to tomorrow okay but if your word starts to, at least starts to, move into what the word of God says, then maybe we can get progress here and there on certain things in our lives. Okay, I want to just quickly go to Hebrews chapter 11 again. Verse 15 says, If they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to return to it. But the truth is that they were yearning for and aspiring to a better and more desirable country, the promise. That is a heavenly one. For that reason, God is not ashamed to be called their God, even surnamed their God. For God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he has prepared a city for them. Okay. Wow. Come on, what have you been thinking? What have you been saying? What have you been, you know, meditating about? What have you been grumpy, grumpy about? We can change our realities. We can change our tomorrows by a word. One word is all you need. One word by faith can change what you experience today and you never go back to it again. So I put a post on Facebook this morning and I said, in the now, remember you enter... Hebrews 4 says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And today he creates another opportunity to secure the rest, to enter the rest. Okay, so in the now, 
Not if your mind is stuck in yesterday. Not if your mind is worried about tomorrow. Eternally in the now. If you see the word and speak the word, you will never be the same again. In the now. Okay. The greatest place where people get stuck, get distracted, miss it, get themselves into all kinds of silly cycles, get themselves into all kinds of trouble, is this thing. People don't, they miss the presence in the now. Be aware of him now. Oh, years ago we had revival. What about now? Years ago, yeah, we saw the sick healed. What about today? Years ago, man, we had encounters with God. What about today? What about now? Okay? So remember in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Now here's Jesus and Lazarus is dead. Okay, and Martha comes. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's true. <laughs> if he was there, there's no way he would have died. But Jesus said, you know, your brother will rise again. I know. You will rise again <laughs> on the last day, one day. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. Yes, he is, he was, and who is, and who is to come. That means he is out of time, so he's everywhere at once. Okay? So he was, I am then, as he is, I am now, as he is, I am in a thousand years. We are in time, he is not. I was, is, is to come. But he's not the great I was. He's not the great one day I will be. <laughs> he's the great I am. And religion will always get you to think one day in heaven. One day after you die. One day when, one day if, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day. What about today? Okay? If we can't have it today, then what did Jesus die for? Okay, so we need some adjustment in our copo copo, says William. Okay, we need to get our minds renewed. So Deuteronomy chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 10, Romans chapter 10. Verse 11 says, and let's start in verse 10, Deuteronomy chapter 3. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Remember Hebrews 4, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in the book of the law. We now have a better law, the law of the Spirit written in your hearts. And if you turn to the law, the, the Lord your God with all your mind and heart... And with all your being, 
for this commandment which I command you this day is not too difficult for you, nor is it far off. Okay. Is the law too difficult? Yes. <laughs> because no one is justified by dependence on the law. So he's not talking about that. He's talking about something else. This commandment is, uh, this day is not too difficult for you, nor is it far off. It is not a secret laid up in heaven that you should say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear and do it? Okay, so all those promises is not hidden from you in heaven. God wants to reveal it to you. And if you Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 on top of the page, the secret things belongs to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever. So if something is revealed, it stands forever. All right. So it's not too difficult. We shall go to heaven to bring it to us. Okay. One day someone will go to heaven and bring it to us. Okay. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear and do it? One day we will have revelation. Someone will go overseas and get an anointed preacher from America <laughs> so that they can preach to us. <laughs> Places there, well, there are anointed preachers in America, but we have the internet now, so that's awesome. Okay. It doesn't say... It's far away from you, and there's a separation between you and the promise, and you can't have it. It's hidden. Okay? But the word is very near you. So we tend to think one day in heaven, or one day, uh-uh, today, now, very near. So it's not in waiting patiently to go to heaven, but rather it is very near. In your mouth, in your mind, and in your heart, so that you can do it. It's not impossible. That mountain before you. What is this great mountain, O Zerubbabel, Zechariah chapter 4? This mountain will become a mere molehill. And you will finish the gable stone of the temple with loud shoutings of grace, grace. Okay? The Afrikaans translation misses it. Moi, moi. It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> if, you don't, if you're not Afrikaans, don't worry. Okay. Moi, moi. Moi, curtains. Have you been to the Chinese shop? <laughs> okay, anyway, let's stop mocking it. Okay. The word is very near you. In your mouth, in your mind, and your heart, so that you can do it. Okay, remember Hebrews 10, 36, you're in need of patience so that you can do. So you need to patiently confess what you believe. You need to patiently say what is in your heart, what you believe. What you believe needs to be what the word says. What does the promise say? We have this promise. We're going to have this promise. We already have this promise. We call this promise. It is ours now. Amen. And keep on saying it and keep on saying it and keep on saying it. Sometimes it comes the next day. Sometimes it comes immediately. Sometimes you confess for a couple of years and then it comes. 
I mean, if I just take this example of Prophet Kubis, every morning they drove from their house in Stilfontein to the church just outside of Stilfontein. And they drove past this house out in the field. Big house, beautiful house, huge house. Okay? Every morning for decades, he pointed there and he said, that house is going to be given to me. They're going to pay. It's going to be free. They're going to pay the transfer cost and the, the taxes and everything. I'm not going to pay anything. They're just going to give me this house in Jesus' name. Every morning for 20 years. And they heard then, okay, they're going to make, you know, some kind of uh, development there. And they were looking at the farms and the, the plans and all those things. And when Prophet Kubis heard of it, he said, just find out from those guys, you know, if that house is for sale, I want to buy the house. Okay? So when the developer, never been in the church, never knew him, never heard of him, doesn't know him at all. Okay? When he heard it, he said, just give him the house. And he went on with other stuff. They paid the transfer costs. They paid the, the taxes, everything. And they gave him a house. Millions worth of millions. Big house. Okay. So, now faith. So in the now, say what you see. Say what you know is yours. Say until you have it. Okay. The word is very near you, in your mouth, in your mind, in your heart, so that you can do it. See, I have said before you this day, life and good and death and evil. If you obey the commandments of your Lord, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep the commandments, his statutes, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land into which you go to possess. Okay, so how do you, how do you get that life? Jesus says, you search the scriptures, but you don't come to me. Come to Jesus in the scriptures. See what the scripture says, but come to him in it. You are one with him. From that union, speak a word. Speak the hope. Speak the hope. Speak the hope. It will come from that realm to this realm. Okay. So, uh, Romans chapter 10 says more or less the same thing. So, uh, who will descend into the abyss to bring Christ from the dead? Verse 8, but what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and with your heart believe, uh, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, and so is justified. And with the mouth he confesses openly and speaks freely his faith and confirms his salvation. So it's so important, with the heart believe the word. The word is near you, in your heart. Then confess it on your lips, the word of faith which we preach. One last scripture, back to Hebrews chapter 10. Dankie Pieter, jy het my weer so geblees met hierdie skrif vanmorgen. Vers 23. So let us hold fast, Hebrews 10.23. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. 
So if you confess your hope, you are being, you are doing faith. You are in faith, you're living by faith if you confess your hope. If you say what you see. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Right. So what is the mountain in front of you? The mountain around which you've been walking for the last how many years? Okay. Maybe your whole life. Maybe 40 years like the guys in the desert. Maybe one year. Maybe 10 minutes. What is this mountain that you're walking around? Say mountain. You are going to become a mere molehill. Whatever is in front of you. Say in Christ I see this thing is defeated. This sickness is healed. This need is met. This car is paid. This debt is paid. Come on, you need to start saying things. How is it supposed to be according to your understanding of the grace and the inheritance that we have? That understanding, look at it and say, see your life, see it looks different. Say how it's supposed to be. Okay? So let's just confess a few things. Okay? I am holy. I am forgiven. I am free. I'm justified. I am blessed. Let the poor say, I am rich. <laughs> Let the blind say, I can see. So I can see and I am rich. Okay? Let the lame say, I can walk. Okay? Let the whatever say. Whatever. So Mark 11 says, whatever you say, you're going to have. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted to you, and you shall have it. Okay, there's still much to say on that, but I'll just quote the last one. First John chapter 3, verse 18 says, uh, it says, by this we shall come to know, by the love, he says, let us love, not merely in theory and speech, but indeed in the truth. By this we shall come to know that we are of the truth. Um, and can reassure our hearts in his presence. Whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us. For we are in God's hand and nothing is hidden from him. Then he says, but if our hearts condemn us not. So that means I'm holy, I'm forgiven, I'm washed in the blood, I'm blameless before God, I'm justified. Okay. If our hearts condemn us not. Clear conscience, washed in the blood. We have boldness before God. And we receive from Him whatever we ask. Your biggest problem is not necessarily even that you haven't confessed. Your biggest problem is that you accuse yourself. Your biggest problem, the biggest thing that keeps you where you are, self-accusation okay we have boldness towards God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders and these are his orders that we believe in the son Jesus Christ and that we love one another just as he has commanded us
All right? All right, so Acts 4, grant unto his servants boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand, confirming the word with signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Thank you for watching. Okay, there's a lot of people watching. <laughs> Hello, Akash Bahadur. I hope I'm saying it right. Bless you, man. Chart, bless you. It's good to see you, man. And Patricia Hemu Raya Maji. Bless you. From Nepal. Ah, it's good to see someone from Nepal again. Bless you, Nepal. And Nyasha Mlambo. Bless you, Nyasha. And Tony Yuki, blessings. Leslie from Paris, bless you. And Rob Elmer from the West Rand. Awesome man. And uh, Samson Jacob, bless you. Bless you, Samson. Phyllis Brandt. And there's Yuki again, Tony Yuki. Blessings. I hope you just have an awesome day. Keep on saying what God is saying. Stop condemning yourself and you will have what you say. <laughs> Hmm? Samson from Pakistan, bless you. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's my wife has preached to their church for a long time over uh I think Skype or something. Bless you, Pastor Samson, bless you. All right, guys, we'll see you again tomorrow morning at nine. My beautiful wife is going to bring a word, so be ready, it's gonna be awesome. Amen.